Hey guys, welcome to Creative Entrepreneurship, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs build their business based on the successes and failures of other entrepreneurs. Today we have an amazing guest for you. We're going to be talking about telling your story in a way to build rapport. Please help me welcome Marsha Van Weinsberg. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. Thank you for asking. I'm really excited to have you on the show today because I think this is a this is an area of business that I think many people don't even you know, focus on, you know, is really telling their story and, and, and really building rapport with, with customers. Uh, why don't we start out by getting a little bit of information as to who you are, what you do and how you help your customers. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I like to call myself a storytelling business coach. I'm a podcaster, a multi-published author, and I'm fascinated by stories. And it's this piece of stories is what, where we build connection with each other, right? We recognize we recognize something in someone else. And the piece is, is that we don't have to live the exact same stories, but all of us have walked through a number of different challenges, a number of different experiences. And it's typically the things that we judge in ourselves, that we're critical of ourselves, that actually we bury in shame, we hide, become our most valuable path of connection with other people. Mm. So learning how to show up and share more of who we are allows us to connect with the people that we're meant to work with and support. And it's not just in this space of just, you know, coaching or online business. It can also be product-based. It can also be, I mean, a number of different businesses, because I think it's so important to let people know like who you are, who's Mm -hmm. behind the brand, who is the person, and why would I choose to buy from you compared to someone else? A lot of times for me, that comes back down to the story, who they are and why they're doing what they're doing. That makes perfect sense. And you think about, uh, you know, building networks or establishing networks and building relationships and telling people who, who you are as a person, who you are mm-hmm. as a business. Uh, what is the best way to convey that? I mean, would you do it in video? Would you, would you do it in person? Like, what do you find is the best approach to telling your story? I think that like, I always think video is really important because you get to know more about a person than just a post, for example, Mm -hmm. or just a flyer or just something that's out there. But the second I say video, most people panic. Like they're like, "Eh, eh, eh, I don't want to do video. That's just, it's too scary. But we can learn a lot about like others and we can connect by that space. So one of the things I like to say is if that feels really scary, how can you take like a three degree step forward? How can it be so small that like you can just try? Could you try doing one story? Could you try like recording your voice? Could you try putting those pieces together? And pardon me, just sharing a little bit more of who you are. So we've all walked through different stories. We've all had different experiences. And through that process, we all have learned so many different lessons that make us who we are, right? I'm, I am who I am because of, who I, of what I walked through. And so that allows us to be able to have that perspective and share that. The challenge is, is most of us spend our time, like I said, burying that, living in shame. And I like to call it living in the story. So we all have these stories that we live in And when we live in them, we feed them, we keep them hidden. We hope no one knows. How can we start to learn to see that those stories have made us who we are Mm -hmm. so that we can own those parts of ourselves and share them? So I like video personally, but I realize that that is not for everyone. 
can you find even a safe space where you can practice? I've had clients like create a small Facebook group to practice videos and doing lives because none of this is going to get easier without practice. <laughs> That's for sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, None definitely. I look back at some of the episodes that we did in the beginning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we were doing that. But you know what? Uh, like in the beginning, we did a lot of uh, just staccato type question and answer and everything was same. the same. And then mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, let's just change it up and do something different. But yeah, definitely. Uh, practice just makes... I don't want to say perfect, just makes better. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, because we always want to strive for perfection, uh, but definitely want to uh, do better. Uh, and so I, there's, I mean, there's just so many ways in which somebody can put their, their name, their face, their, their content out there that will help them build rapport with a potential client or customer. And uh, for example, if you go to our website, graybugphotography.com, you'll see that we have a couple of videos up there as mm -hmm. an introduction type video so that they cannot just, they don't have to just look at the, 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 the website. They actually meet the photographer or really maybe understand who they are as a person, go into their bio and check to see how, uh, you know, how they are personally. And I mm -hmm. think that brings a, a good connection with the client or the potential client when they're looking at that. Because I think when I was first starting out in photography, or at least, you know, charging for it. Uh, I remember going to a website and I saw this, uh, this photographer's website and she had this just cinematic video. It, it kind of told a story as to who she was. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. She is like awesome. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, maybe we, if we did something like that, then maybe people who come to the website will, will know me as a person, not just as a photographer, mm -hmm. that I, what I can do. But I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was kind of interesting to, to get that out. Obviously, you know, you can, you can do it anywhere. You can Facebook and Instagram and, yeah. um, you know, we put it on your website, whatever. But I thought that was pretty interesting. What do you think? I think I, oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think that that's the piece, right? If we think of how many different photographers are there, why is someone going to choose you versus someone else? And yes, they will look at work and make decisions. But sometimes I think more than often we, we make decisions based on like how this no like and trust factor that we mm -hmm. can create with people by letting them know, like, why are we doing the business that we're doing? What is this? What does this look like? And when it comes to it, I, I laugh when you said this, like I still have my very first um, videos and podcasts that I did in the beginning. And I can't tell you how many people have said, I can't believe you left that up there. And I'm <laughs> like, what? I actually am, I don't shoot for perfection. And the more you get to know me, that's actually, that's actually the opposite of what my brand is, yeah. is, is we don't need perfection. I actually think we need to let go of perfection and let people see the real, real us. And so I leave all that there because I also want it to be a message for people that you can just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. You can just start. And that's how you start to figure out your messaging and what it looks like and what it sounds like. Because I know how I do a podcast now is a hundred times different than when I first started. Yeah, for sure. So I think I think one thing that, that I didn't mention, which really works well is that when you're trying to figure out let's just say you did a a, a video 
you have to think about it. You have to think about what you're going to say. You have to think about who you are as a person, who, who you are as a business. And you have to think about uh, introspectively what you want as a business. And I think just the process of thinking about it and understanding how you want to approach your, your business and, mm-hmm. and, and telling the, the person at the other end who you are uh, kind of corroborates that message and helps you understand a little bit better, wouldn't you say? I definitely would say, I definitely would say. And if you're listening to this and this feels very overwhelming of where do I even start? One of the biggest things that stop us from, if we're going to use video as an example, one of the biggest things that stop us is we do make it about ourselves because we're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of being criticized, of an not looking perfect, all of these things. If we can step out and recognize that, like, who are we doing this for? Who are we allowing into our space? Who are we inviting in? And we make it about the customer, the client. It makes such a big difference when we can do that. So getting out of our own head and doing that. And then when you're going into video, one of the biggest things is that, like, we're humans. So what's in it for me, right? Like, why am I going to tune in? So start with telling that like start with letting people know what is in it for like what what can they gain from working with you what is it about you that is unique what is something that you can do or a part of your story or a piece of it that people can relate to and connect to you with because I'm very much about the vulnerable stories the shame stories the difficult stories the ones that people want to be able to share but they don't know how to And so even if people don't have my story, they resonate and relate to it because they know that I talk about difficult or vulnerable stories. Yeah, for sure. So let them know more about you. Yeah, I think that separating yourself from others, uh, it coincides with positioning and branding. Because Mm -hmm. if you look at your business, you know, and it goes down to understanding how you're different. So when you're, you're looking at yourself introspectively, you're looking at that, you know, where you are as a business, you have to think about those things. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of times in entrepreneurs, when they start their business, they don't go into really understanding how they can separate themselves from other businesses, how they can position themselves in the market. And uh, it's one of the more difficult things to do because, like, I'm going to use photography as an example because it's, it's ubiquitous. Like everybody has a camera, everybody has a, an iPhone or, uh, you know, how do you separate yourself from other photographers, other people who have a cell phone, you know, who's your competition? Well, iPhones, Androids, uh, people who, you know, there, there's all types of, of situations that people will say, you know what, I don't need a photographer. I can just do this on my cell phone. Well, how do you separate yourself? You know, how do you position yourself in the market so that you can be different from other photographers and in that is one of the key components to what we do is try to separate ourselves and so when we're talking to a customer a potential customer we're looking at ourselves okay how do we differ from that we have a particular methodology that we utilize that separates us from the regular iphone because there's people who come out and they'll ask me hey i just need a few photos well if you just need a few photos just use your iphone you know, there's nothing mm-hmm. like you don't need. You don't need a professional photographer to go out there if you just want a couple of photos or just a few photos of, of what you're doing. It, it doesn't make sense to pay three, four or five hundred dollars for you know, a photographer to do that. But if you want something that's different from your iPhone, definitely look at us. And this is how we can do that. And so I'm not going to go about and just say, no, you need a photographer every time, because then that doesn't make any sense, because mm-hmm. 
you know, you can do, you can do really good work on your cell phone, but if you want to uh, look at it from the perspective of the photographer, or I should say the photographer give you some perspective on how it could change the look, the dynamic, the theme, whatever, uh, and how we can incorporate the technology that we have uh, and the lighting systems that we have available, then then we can we can work with that and, and see how we can differ from uh, from just like I said, an iPhone or an Android phone. Uh, what would you say are some of the benefits that you've seen from some of your clients that utilize this type of system? Well, I, I, first off, it's a great question. I just want to piggyback on one thing that you just said sure. there, because I think of, um, I've actually hired, I have a photographer that I've used for a number of my shots and mm-hmm. she did the cover for my book. She did the, um, the cover for my podcast, like and we didn't know we were creating at that time. She's just super creative mm-hmm. and she can pull in the energy. I can't do that with my phone. Like I just can't. Mm-hmm. And so even on her site and how she shares things, she pulls in that. Do you want to be able to express your story in your pictures, in your, like in your presence? Yeah. And so, yeah, she's totally different than using my iPhone. Have I used my iPhone for pictures? Yes, but I 100% when I want to capture an experience or an expression, mm-hmm. she's who I think of. And so I, that's where I think it is different. And there's always a market for all of it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So with some of my clients where I have seen it is that um, when whether they are coaches they are speakers, they are wanting to write and share a story. It is in that pace, that space of, I like to help them with moving from in their story to on their story. And this is, I'm just gonna give it reference to a, like to a vulnerable story, for example. When you're in your story, you are replaying scenarios all the time. You are looking at all the factors. You are maybe potentially being a victim in your story. You're in this space, but you maybe you want change, but you don't know how to shift from that. On your story is when you have perspective. You have perspective. You can look at it and say, regardless of what happened or what I lived through, what I experienced, this is how I choose to show up today, that I wouldn't be the person that I am today without it. And so I help them when they're in that space of wanting to create change to recognize that you know, the life struggles and lessons that they've had actually become the gifts that they're here to do something with. Yeah. And all of a sudden they start to share, we start to practice in video and I've, I've a number of clients who published, they start to connect and share their story. And they're like, Oh my God, you wouldn't believe the messages that I got. You wouldn't believe who's messaged me and my, like these total strangers. And that's what can happen is all of a sudden you become that mirror for someone else and they can see that you actually have a solution for how you made it through a difficult time that they can relate to. And I think what it does is it brings us all back down to this level playing field, which we are anyways, Mm -hmm. but this level playing field that we're so much more alike than different. And so in that space, it becomes a case that some of the most difficult things that you walk through, walk through actually become the whole purpose for why we do what we do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's such a beautiful thing. You think about the situation of, of the person who's put into a particular situation to, to force them to persevere. Mm-hmm. You're telling the story, like, let's just say, like for me, I'll use me, myself as an example. See, I was going to school. I was recently divorced. I was starting a business. I was uh, working full time with the military. Uh, I was helping my brother because he was he, he didn't have a home. So we, I was supporting my brother. Um 
I was raising two boys by myself. So all of this all at one time put me in a situation where I had to really, really dig down, dig deep and understand who I was as a person, but also whether or not I could persevere. So I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, man, can I do this? And can I really, really do this? And I, I just said, you know, I have to. I have to do this because you got two boys that are depending on you. you got to bring food on me, put food on the table. You're starting a business. You know, you work in. Uh, so it, when you're telling your story and people hear that you're doing this, then it gives them the sense that, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if, if I've been in situations like that where, see, myself, I know. Like, I know what I'm capable of now because I was put into that situation. I know that, the, you know, I can persevere if I, if I really uh, put my, my mind to it uh, and mm-hmm. not let myself go, you know what, I just give up, forget it, I'm not going to do it anymore. Uh, no, you know, it, there's that situation where I said, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to knock this out of them. I'm not going to get my ass kicked. Let's just put it that way. I'm going to do the ass kicking. And, and there, there's people who hear that story. If you were going to tell your story and they get motivated, there's certain, um, I mean, some of the best motivational speakers, I think, have the best stories. They, mm-hmm. they tell the story and then all of a sudden you're like, man, boom. You know, I can't believe they, they, they did this, they said this, and they went through this. And then all of a sudden it snaps. There's a seed in their mind, in somebody's mind that, that heard the story. Uh, one of the best stories that I heard, and I want to, it's from Les Brown. I don't know if you know who Les Brown is. Oh, I love Les Brown. Yeah. So, you know, when he said that he had uh, a problem mentally, uh, or, or he said that that's what they labeled him as. He's labeled, yeah. yes. And so he said, don't let others dictate who you, who you become or because of, of what other people say, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. I can't believe it. And we, that was one of the stories that I heard in the past that it was just, it resonated because you don't let other people determine who you are based on what they think of you, you know. And I thought that was just an amazing story. Uh, but if you don't know who Les Brown, be sure to check it out or check him out. Um, what are some of the challenges you find? Well, you know, I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond because I know you want to respond. <laughs> I do. I was just going to say you're at this. First off, I want to acknowledge you for sharing the part of your story that you shared. And I actually, if I can use you as an example right now for people who are listening, you gave us a snapshot of a moment in time when you had your back was up against the wall with a lot of things that you had to deal with. And without teaching, preaching, you shared that part with us. We were able to see that, oh gosh, he had his back up against the wall. Look at all the things that he was able to persevere through. And we got a glimpse as to who you were as a person. I think that's really powerful. I think that's really, really powerful. And one of the things that you don't have to do is you don't have to share details of the story. I don't need details of the divorce. I don't need detail. Like people think, well, what do I say about so-and-so? And And I'm like, Mm. none of that matters. It's about us. We're sharing about us, regardless of all of the things happening in this back piece here. And that's what we get stuck on. We think, but, but how do I share this part and this part and this part? I'm like, you don't have to, you can summarize it in like, you literally did it in two minutes and you gave such a clear picture as to who you were as a person and allowed people to see you. And then what will happen is people will be able to connect and resonate with that. If you, you, most of the inspirational, motivational speakers that we resonate with, and we, there's so many of them, mm. but if you have one that you're listening, you have one that you resonate with, 
I guarantee you, they walked through an unbelievable, difficult story to get to where they are. So it's, we look at people and we almost idolize what they've done and what they've come through. And they're just showing you what is, they're just showing you what is possible. So they didn't come, they didn't get to where they are now because everything worked out. They got to where they are now because they walked through a lot of challenges and made choices and decisions to get to where they are today. So I just wanted to to share that piece. Yeah, for sure. You definitely become the person that you are now based on, mm-hmm. how, you know, your, your perseverance. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So what are some of the challenges that you find that many people who want to adopt this type of uh, technique mm-hmm. to tell their story, what, what are some of the challenges you find that, um, that many of your customers face? Well, I think one of the first things is that the fact that public speaking of any kind is like 75% of the population ranks it as the number one fear. Like 75%, like that's over, over and above almost like, it's even over above death, which is crazy, but that's where it is ranked. And I just finished a masterclass on this piece. So I, I was blown away when I looked it up. So we're so afraid of public speaking. The reasons we're afraid is because we're afraid of making mistakes. We're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of looking like we don't know what we're doing. We're afraid of making mistakes. Like we're afraid of the opinions of others. Good God, that's exhausting. Like we're afraid of all these things that could happen. And when I ran this class, I'm like, do you guys understand that every single one of you have the exact same fears? And when you are watching someone else perform, speak, do something, and they make a mistake, do you automatically think like, oh my God, how unprepared are they? Or do you connect to them because they're human? So the things that we put it up on this, this pedestal of fear, and I just think that that's our way of stopping ourselves and keeping ourselves safe. I'm going to air quote safe Mm -hmm. because that's not how it works, but we keep ourselves safe, but we're also blocking the connection that we're actually all striving for. Because the number one thing that most of us are craving as humans, especially coming through the last couple of years, is connection. It's connection. But how can we build connection if we don't ever let anybody see who we are? And so the fears are there. I mean, I'm not making fun of it. We all have them. At the end of the day, I like to use a phrase that like nobody will judge you more than what you judge yourself. There is no one on this earth who's going to judge you, criticize you more than what you do to yourself. So it almost becomes freeing to recognize that. So what do I care if like, like Joe on the internet leaves me a comment that is like, I'm not, I, I, the, I have a criteria in my head. I'm like, would I ever in, have a conversation with them, invite them to my house, have them over for dinner. If the answer is no, it's like, oh, well, like it's, so we're putting this stock into mm-hmm. people that they don't mean any difference to us anyways, but that's blocking us from connecting to the people that we're meant to connect to. I definitely agree with you on that. And, and uh, you know, one of the biggest fears I had was how critical people might be with regard to what I have to say. And, uh, I, and it's the same, it's the same with, with photography. When I first started, you know, like, am I up to par? Am I going to be good enough? Uh, you know, once I start putting content out there, you really put yourself out there because I am, uh, you know, I'll read a comment and it it may be somewhat critical and it kind of like, Oh, (laughs) you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, you know what? This is one person's, uh, 
thoughts and you're helping other people, you know, with their business, regardless of the, I guess, the the depth that you may go. Because obviously we all don't know everything and there's going to be people out there that have better insights and more knowledge and they can ask better questions and their vocabulary is better and they've had more experience, they have multi-million dollar companies, so they've got the 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 drive there's all kinds of people out there there's all and you are who you are you like you mentioned earlier you i'm i am who i am and 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 if you put yourself out there you're obviously going to be vulnerable to criticism and when we when we first started the podcast it was like i remember like i mentioned before it was very staccato and very uh structured and then we moved to a more conversational uh podcast and then i started to edit too much. Like we started to edit the podcast too much, like take out, taking out the ums and taking out, and it and, didn't seem yeah. so fluid, I guess, you know? Uh, and so once we started to just let it ride, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we want to, you know, edit somewhat, but not so much to the point where I'm taking out every single um and, and like and, and pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so people are going to, I guess, respond better when they see your true colors and they see that you can make mistakes and uh, that you can say, um, once in a while, because <laughs> although it, you know, in radio and in audio, you don't want to hear, um, all the time, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I totally agree with that. And, and it, it does hurt when somebody says something negative, but I love when somebody says something positive. And I think that trumps all, all of the negative. A hundred percent. And I think that if, the thing is, as humans, we can put so much emphasis on the one comment that we have, and there could be 50 incredible comments there. And then we're like, but did you see the one? Like, did you see the one that came in that was negative? And it's like, yeah, did you see the other 49 that were incredible? And so I will even say with my clients, like start screenshotting comments from total strangers and they create like this little folder on their phone and it's a brag folder so that when you're doubting yourself, go back and read your folder. Go back and read your folder because you like we literally if we put all of our stock in that one percent, we're never going to do anything. It will will never be ready. It will never be good enough. And we're going to stop ourselves. And at the end of the day, people's reactions have nothing to do with us. They, They have completely to do with where they are in their mindset, in their in their growth journey. And sadly, I do believe this is just my own opinion. Sadly, I do believe the online space has allowed um, some people who very much don't have that connection, who sit in a very negative energy and they will, they just, I think they just wait all day long to pounce on something For sure. and it really is speaking from where they're at. And I can't, I, I can't fix that. Like, that's not for me to fix. So I just try and meet it with, um, it might sound corny, but I just meet it with love knowing that that's where they're coming from. And I, you know, people say, do I remove those negative comments? Do I, I'm like, you do whatever you need to do. It's like, if it gives you really bad energy and it feels like it brings a lot, a lot of doubt in you because it's there to lead it. I actually, I actually, I'm at a point now because I've been doing this for a long time that when I get one of those comments, I actually do try and delete it because I have enough of a circle of people who will pounce all over it. And I don't need that on my, on my feet. So <laughs> I just delete it. I That's just, awesome. I love it. Yeah. I, I just delete it. it. Well, it's that's, there. That's you you gr- can't avoid that. You no, can't no avoid you it. can't. You can't. And uh, like I said, it, it hurts. And you, I, I like the idea of 
going in and, and reading those, because actually I was doing that the other day, which kind of really reinforced the motivation mm-hmm. that I had, because I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, you know, am I doing the right thing? And then I looked at the, the, the reviews, and I'm like, yep, yep. And, and just so you know, guys, this podcast, I, I, I designed this podcast with the intent of helping entrepreneurs, helping mm-hmm. people wanting to build a business, start a business. And so when we bring people onto the podcast, it's strictly just so that they can bring their knowledge, their processes, even if they're a nascent entrepreneur and they mm-hmm. come in and we do like a one-on-one uh, consultation, then they have an idea and they don't know how to bring it to fruition or they have a technology that they have in mind that they, they don't know how to finance it and they don't know how to, uh, whether or not they want to go bootstrap or they want to raise money. So all the little things that coincide with all, just too many variables, everything mm-hmm. that coincides with building a business, this is what this podcast was designed for so that we can help you. And even if it's just a little bit like a seed in your brain that will develop later, or if it's an idea that you obtained from one of the guests or myself and said, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I didn't Mm -hmm. even look at that aspect of business. So if we can put in that seed or that idea or that little area that you hadn't thought about, then I think we've done our job. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, when you're listening to this podcast, you you get some information that will, will benefit you. Um, we are getting close to the end of the podcast. I usually like to ask our guests if we have any words of wisdom or some rules that you live by. Do you have any of those? Oh, I have so many. Um, I think that I'm going to go with my gut here. I like to say that um, someone somewhere is praying for the solutions you're holding on to. Like, don't be selfish. I love you, but don't be selfish because it's when we start to think outside of ourselves, it's, it becomes a beautiful space to be. Honestly, it becomes a much more beautiful space to be. And it's an energy that I think that we can all get behind and be a part of and to not overthink. Like we're living and breathing and creating relatable content every day. My clients will say, but I'm not doing anything that's like that exciting. I'm like, well, what are you watching online? Whose stories are you watching? And they're like, oh, they'll name these people. And I'm like, what are you watching them do? Oh, in their kitchen, making breakfast. I mean, it's never really nothing exciting. Like you're, so we are doing and living and breathing content every day. And, and I'm not saying you have to share every single part of your day because you don't, but I'll tell you something. We actually do connect more to the realness of what people are doing rather than the like showcase pieces. Mm-hmm. So let people see that and let them in. And as you do that, you will start to find and build the connections, but you're also going to start to build your confidence and understand that it's actually not as hard as what we're making it be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's uh, very, very good information that you've given us here, Marcia. It was, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. How, how, uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation. Um, the easiest way is to start typing Marsha Van W anywhere in Google and all of my information comes up because I have a very long last name, but my podcast is on your choices on your life. That's on YouTube as well. And anywhere on social media, Marsha Van W and you will come across my, my, that's the name of my website as well. So you'll come across my information. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. Marsha Van Weinsberg. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. You're an inspiration to me and our listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right, guys. Marsha Van Weinsberg. Be sure to check out her information in the show notes. Check out creativeentrepreneurship.net 
uh, for all of the articles. Check out tcepodcast.net for all of our social media. Be sure and subscribe there. We're also getting on locals.com. I'll get you that information as well. Check out her podcast, Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And until next week, keep on keeping on.